Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The Lamar Jackson stuff is interesting, too. From the standpoint of why are people freaking out? that teams wouldn't go after Jackson. Oh, conspiracy or collusion. Like, dude, come on. And it's comical to me how little people actually know or how much common sense they actually lack. Lamar Jackson, and this is coming from a Falcons fan perspective, although, you know, I'll admit, and we've talked about this before, I'm really not a diehard Falcons fan the way that I used to be. It just... Couple of things happened. The twenty-eight to three Super Bowl. Uh, I, you know, started working here and doing shows full time. I'm not watching the Falcons the way that I used to. It just doesn't mean as much to me anymore. But anyway, I do know a little bit still about what's going on with the organization. And while it's exciting to think about the idea of potentially adding a player like Lamar Jackson, they are in a, the early stages of a rebuild here, and they're nowhere near winning to that level to where you'd go all in and commit $250 million on a quarterback that has injury history and plays the game like a running back. Like, are you insane? So maybe it has more to do with the way Lamar plays the game and his injuries than it does where they're at as a franchise. But I think the combination of the two really add up to why the hell would they go all in? And then you could go with the other organizations, whether it's Washington, whether it's Carolina, you know, and why teams would not want to go get Lamar Jackson, but people make it like it's so simple. Oh, yeah, just go out there, get, sign him to a huge or make him a big offer, and then if the Ravens can't match it, then you have to give up two top picks as well. So you're telling me you think teams th- – this is basically what I came away with from yesterday. People are saying that teams are nuts around the league because they don't want to commit roughly $250 million guaranteed – to a player who's always hurt at the end of the year, a player who's got some limitations as far as throwing the football goes, a player who plays the game like a running back, and it's not that that's a problem because it's not. I mean, the guy wins an MVP with that style. He's a great difference-making player, but it leads him to getting hurt more often. And you know what happens with running backs. Running backs, all of a sudden, the tread on that tire goes off kind of quickly. So don't you think the cliff is going to be there for Lamar Jackson sooner than later if he continues to play the way that he's playing? And if he doesn't play the way that he's playing, is he that effective? These are all reasons why I would be hesitant if I'm an organization to give him $250 million, uh, guaranteed, on top of giving up the picks. So no thank you. That would be my answer too. Depending on the situation, I think he's a perfect fit for the Ravens. And maybe the Ravens themselves are saying, hey, we want you back, but your demands are ridiculous. The problem is the asinine Deshaun Watson contract. That's the problem. Because if I'm if I'm Lamar Jackson, I look at that and say, you know what, I'm better than this guy, and I deserve such and such, and that's what he's going to do. 
but we'll see who's going to give it to him. But I, I did think the collusion talk is a little much. Use some common freaking sense, will you? Kenny's calling from New Jersey. What's up, Kenny? Hey, what's up, sir? How are you, Kenny? Good, good. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't understand Giant fans. Like, um, like they want Daniel Jones, they don't. And my thing is, what other quarterback were we going to get? I think Daniel Jones fits the system. Like, him, Dable's system fits mm-hmm. Daniel Jones. I think he can only get better. Since they they put the what the non exclusive tag on uh, Saquon Barkley right, mm-hmm. so if somebody like the Bills come along, they have to give up two number one. Nobody right? nobody would ever do exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So they're you you could say hey you could sign Saquon Barkley for five dollars. Nobody would give up two first round <laughs> picks. Eh, I'm not being I'm not knocking Barkley. No, yeah. No. But they're probably going to try to work out a deal with Barkley, and. And they're probably gonna, you know, put put pieces around Daniel Jones and pieces on the defense and pe- they need pieces all over. But um, my thing is like they didn't want him to get paid. Why? Like the quarterback is the most important position on the field. He, the dude has to get paid. Right, but if you watched him for four years, and I'm assuming you did, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, so which quarterback do you think Daniel Jones is? Do you think he's the quarterback that we saw the first three years? Do you think he's the quarterback that we saw in year four? Or do you think there's another level to his game still to come for the Giants? I think, no, I think he can get to another level. Well, he better. He he better for them to get to another level. He better. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. And if, if not, then after the two years, they could just... Correct. Correct. But that's but. kind of the point. So I think we're in agreement here, Kenny, where the contract itself is not the problem. It's still, yeah. though, the question of, is this the guy? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like they were in a spot where, and thank you for the call, Kenny, they're in a spot where they wanted Daniel Jones back. There weren't better options for them than Daniel Jones. The upside is still there. The potential is still there. Maybe they view him as a player that can grow and get to another level, but we haven't seen it yet. So they get a bank on the fact that they can. And if not, then maybe they could get out after two years. So it's a nice situation for the Giants. But the questions still remain, regardless of how much he's making this year or what his contract is. Question still remains, can Daniel Jones, not can he win games, he proved at least this past year that they can win games with him at quarterback. Can they get to another level to where he's elevating the play of everybody else, becoming one of the top players in a league to get to, you know, a Jalen Hurts type level or, or, or somebody like that where you're going to have to take your team deeper and further and be consistent and score a lot more points than just be a, a guy who's going to manage the game and a guy who's going to be a predominant running quarterback. you to be able to throw the football. Marco, I feel like we're so far away right now. Isn't this weird? What happens? How, uh, the, do I stink? The what happened? bleeping screen doesn't work. <laughs> First call of the night. I mean, whatever. I mean, starting the show, and I'm like, okay, great. There's only one call up. This is going to be a fun night. And then I go to punch it in, and the thing's frozen. It's still frozen right now, so I can't. Hmm. It's a touch screen, so once that freezes... You can't use it. So I had to move and now come over this side. I'm over here now. <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> I'm over here now. 
It's actually not bad. It's kind of comfy, and I'm looking directly at you, which is different as opposed to like kind yeah, of. Yeah, a little funky though. There's like things in the way. Apparently, there's a Cabbage Patch doll that I was unaware of that yeah. it was even in the room. Oh, you never saw that? This, I this never noticed. Weird stuff in here. Yeah. Evan's Cabbage Patch doll, or is that Craig's? Who knows? There's a Yankee one. There's a Met one over here. These helmets and stuff. Hmm. Uh, anyway, what do you think of Daniel Jones here? You're a big Giant fan. You're happy with the way things uh, worked themselves out? I think it was perfect. I think the Giants didn't look as much as you look at it and go forty million for you. Like they didn't overpay. Yeah. They didn't. The, the guaranteed money is what counts. It's the NFL. It's funny money. The uh, and it's only going to be twenty six or something like that, right? Against the cap this year. Nineteen. Oh, nineteen. Even less than that. It's wow. Nineteen this year. Wow. I thought it was twenty something. I must have read that earlier. Nineteen or got for that this wrong. year, which is obviously nothing. Uh, it it still allows them to get the Barkley deal done, which is right. separate but nice. Uh, I think it's just the idea that, look, I'm a big guy. All year long, I wanted Daniel Jones to show more. I, I kept saying, like, yeah, you can you could probably win with this guy. And then I was like, ah, you can win with this guy, but you, you'd need more to get to that next level. I feel like Brian Dable brought him along very, very slowly. This was Saquon's team for a long time. When they got off to that big start – Daniel Jones was just kind of there, and they're slowly building it. At some point during the year, and I'd have to look back at the exact game. I know the Viking game is what changed it for me, but I, I think it started a little earlier than that. Dable started to slowly give him the keys, and it stopped being just Barkley and run the ball and be conservative, and they started to put more and more on Jones's plate. And I think that's when Brian Dable realized, I know he liked the makeup, I know he liked some of the tools, but I think he started to truly believe we're past all the stuff where he's going to make the stupid mistakes. Right. We're past all the things where i got to baby him along and show him where he needs to be. He can do all these things, and he doesn't need my help anymore. And it was almost like, go fly. So and now I think with weapons this year or, or be- The weapon stuff is nice, but I, I hate that argument because if you need Devontae mm-hmm. Adams to win, then you're not that good a quarterback. Right. Like, I'm sorry. I, I, I can't sit I'm there with like, you. You know, I, I need the top five receiver in the NFL. No, you don't. No, if but you they need do that, need they do need better they need a, a true NFL wide receiver. Right. I mean that's <laughs> right. not that's not a knock on some of their guys, but it is. You yeah. know, like they, they didn't have they got guys off practice squads. They, they yeah. need bona fide. It's not NFL. a knock on these guys, but they suck. No, they don't belong is. in the NFL. It's just no. the idea that they're not really truly like NFL bona fide receivers. You need that. But I think Jones has another level and I think the biggest thing for me are all the giant fans that are complaining. Do you love Dable? Do you trust Joe Shane? They believe in Daniel Jones. Right. So if you're still hesitant but don't because you, think... you saw the two years under right. Joe Judge, right. stop. That's not the Daniel Jones you're getting. You're getting I, yeah, last year I guess. at the end of the year and further Daniel Jones. But then why wouldn't they pick up the fifth-year option if they believed in Daniel Jones, the player? Because they had to do it before they even saw him play. Yeah. No, I know, but, but they've, they they've seen the, the tape. They, they've seen the tape. You could say, you know what, this guy's good, so, and tape, they screwed him up. With a, tape with another coach. Or the, or the first year with Shermer where he threw for, what, 24 touchdowns? 24 touchdowns, and that was what I kept hanging my hat on. I, if I felt anything, it was from year one. I understand that, but business-wise, they had to go, look, if this guy's not the goods, we need to get the hell out from under and not be the Panthers where we're saddled with Sam Darnold with yeah. garbage because we thought we could fix him. Right. So they walked in and they said, you know what? Clean slate. Prove it. And that was also partly on Jones, I think, to put some pressure on him and say, look, you want to be the quarterback? Prove you could be the damn quarterback, and we'll give you all the reason to do that. And then afterwards, they also knew they had in their pocket, everything goes well, and he's that good, we'll either pay him or... 
Worst case scenario, franchise. we'll franchise them. We still get to keep them. What a big difference it would have been for the franchise tag. It would have been. I mean, they had to come to a resolution here because it would have been what thirty something million against the cap for this year. Against the cap for this year, right. so you talk about an over ten million dollar dif- uh, difference. Plus, they wouldn't have been able to bring it back. Uh, bring back Saquon Barkley. Well, and that's the thing too. But like, that's why we talk about guaranteed money. It's eighty two million in the first couple of years. You go franchise. That would have been seventy something million in the first two years. Everybody keeps saying, "Well, why don't you just franchise them for two well, this year, next year?" Right? Because it would have counted towards seventy something million, no, you all can't guaranteed do that. money, and it would all count against the cap. This is a much friendlier way to do this. And as much as we don't want to talk about this stuff, and some of it is a little complicated, as the years go. This contract will look better and better, and if he actually performs, they'll wind up getting out from under and redoing it again simply because the back end of this contract doesn't make a lot of sense, but the front end is really team-friendly. Well, what's the back end? Well, the back end, and that's when you start getting into, it's $82 million guaranteed up front, but like, right. then you're talking it to 40 42 like that will count towards the cap in the last couple Those of years. Those last so, years. Yeah, so yeah but the difference that. is that the Giants are in cap hell now. We're starting to they're get really out of it. Not. Well, they're starting to get out of it now, but they figuring in a couple years maybe Shane can clean it up a little bit better. It gives them more flexibility the first two years. And then you worry about the back end then. No? Plus, also, by that point, the salary cap will go through the roof. Right. Well, expected the new revenue from all the new TV deals, the cap's going to go up and up. So all of a sudden, $40 million for a quarterback is going to look like mid-tier. I hate the, the system in the NFL. The, these guys, man, the players' union, they got screwed. The franchise tags... The, I mean, the non, uh, what the is it? Exclusive, yeah, the non-exclusive yeah. franchise tags, the cap situation. The, I get it, but the non-guaranteed money. I, that's, but come on, look, the non-guaranteed money. I don't know, and that's part of the reason why it's a whole different, different compared to baseball. It's embarrassing. Well, it's, it's a joke. But the, that's where the Lamar Jackson. That's where all like this well, collusion right. talk is talking about. Simply because. They don't want to go down the road of full guaranteed contracts because once you open Pandora's box, which the Browns did, and now everybody's mad at the Haslam's and mad at the Browns for doing that, not only for Deshaun Watson and all his problems, but because the NFL doesn't want to guarantee contracts. They want to be able to get out from under when a guy gets hurt, when a guy gets, you know, basically when we, the tread is done on the tires, we will be able to cut loose and go, right. go to hell. That's the way the NFL has always done it, and they don't want it to become something where now all of a sudden it's guaranteed money where you got a guy that's 32, but his body... A la Kenny Galladay says he's 76. Yeah, and with Lamar Jackson, with Lamar Jackson specifically, and I love Jackson as a player, but why would anybody in their right mind guarantee him, of all people, who plays like a running back, $250 million or whatever, the 230 whatever it is? You're not wrong, but here's the thing, and, and this is where we'll really find out the collusion aspect. The only monkey wrench is the fact that it's the Bengals. If Joe Burrow does not get guaranteed money, What's the conversation then? What do you mean if he does not? What are you talking because about? Because if it's the same, I feel like this is an NFL thing to avoid guaranteed money for quarterbacks. If Joe Burrow, when he gets paid, because he's going to get paid, right. even though it's the Bengals, which is, again, the monkey wrench because they don't like to pay anybody. If he was on the market right now and he was going through this, we're questioning Lamar Jackson getting guaranteed money because we know of his injury history. I Joe would Burrow, question it for his injury history and because of his style of play. Okay. Joe Burrow. We don't have those questions, right? We know he got the the knee injury his yeah. rookie year, but eh, that happens. He was in the pocket. I mean, he's a pocket pass. Yeah. yeah, you're not worried about him, right? You, you, he's not reckless. Right. You know how talented he is. Right. You know you can win with him. All those things, right? Does he get guaranteed money? Well, if you, or are you asking me if I would, as an organization, prefer to guarantee Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson? It's not even a debate. I would rather obviously. I understand Joe Burrow. that. 
does Joe Burrow wind up on a franchise tag, which is non-exclusive because he looks for 250, 260, 270 guaranteed, and the Bengals hesitate? And you're saying Would if another they, team then turn around and jump at it because all of a sudden, and you're Lamar saying Jackson, if they don't, then I it's like collusion. That, I think the owners are still. Yeah, I see, think, I think somebody would guarantee Joe Burrow, but I don't know that. But that's my point. I feel like Lamar Jackson. When was the last time we saw a franchise quarterback at what 26 hit the open market? Right, a true franchise quarterback. Really, I know, but there are there are I don't issues care, Sal. there. He's twenty six and he was an MVP. You're not signing him for twelve years. You wouldn't roll the dice on a five year deal for Lamar Jackson right now. I would for two fifty guaranteed. Uh, again, the the guaranteed money is where it's the monkey wrench because that's what the NFL doesn't want to do. But that's right, the, but why? Why this but, is the first time? But because that's Sean Watson but, got it. But why would you in this spot now? The Burrow thing's a hypothetical with this particular quarterback at this particular time. You think that it would be smart business to go sign? Lamar Jackson to a guaranteed 230-plus, $250 million contract? I need to see exactly what he wants, but I think it's bad business to let Lamar Jackson leave your locker room. Well, the Ravens don't want him to leave. They're just saying that your demands are ridiculous. Well, if you don't want him to leave, then you make him an offer that keeps him there. It doesn't feel like the Ravens are... Well, they don't talking, have to. They can, franch- they can franchise him. Well, and then again... And, and basically... And with to somebody is- now... But my point is, when a guy like that is out on the market, and a guy that does have that track record, you're telling me there's no team in the NFL right now that could use Lamar Jackson at 230 guaranteed? Right. The Browns are the only team that was so desperate for a quarterback for Deshaun Watson? Well, that Watson. was a stupid decision, I understand though. that, but there's nobody else that's willing to do that? There's no one that's willing to guarantee him... 180, yeah. 190. The Jets are not willing to guarantee Lamar Jackson that kind of money to solidify their quarterback position and not have to worry about all this. I, I just think it's a combination of guaranteed money, a lot of guaranteed money, a quarterback who plays the game like a running back, which is going to lead him to get hurt. Oh, and by the way, he's been hurt the last couple of years. You know, where's he been? See, if I'm the Ravens, the way I'm looking at it from the Ravens is we want you back. But your demands are ridiculous. We'll give you an opportunity to where you can go talk to anybody, and we'll have the opportunity to match. And that's fine if so, that's and the then game nobody, that nobody's, no, But nobody's going to come knocking. But why is nobody knocking? That's the weird part. I think two reasons. One, all the reasons that we just said. Two, the two picks that are attached to it then. So not only do you have to guarantee Lamar Jackson, who has been hurt, who plays like a running back, $200-plus million, you also have to give up two first-round picks to get him? Again, look. I'm just looking at him different. I, I just I, to me, quarterbacks don't grow on trees. When you find one and you have yeah. one, you hold on to one. At twenty something years old and a former MVP, I understand the injury history. I'm letting that slide. Two fifty guaranteed. I don't see. I don't think you have to yeah. do that. I don't think you have to go to the Deshaun Watson fully guaranteed. I think you have to make it somewhat incentivized where he can he can get there. And it's not something where I'm giving you a five year deal, two hundred and fifty million dollars, Lamar. Oh, by the way, one hundred and ten is guaranteed. I think you need to really, truly come to the table for a guy that, again, is a true bona fide top yeah, MVP. The, yeah, I, I mean, we're, we're not talking about a guy. We can argue Daniel Jones, right? We can argue Dak Prescott. Can't, can't we're argue with Lamar Jackson. Like, no. are we serious? No, we're not. And there are teams right now that are quarterback needy to the point of desperation. And one of them is in this city with the Jets. They're willing to move heaven and earth. Who knows what they're willing to give the Packers for Aaron Rodgers, who's 39, who I know is better than Lamar Jackson at his best day. I mm-hmm. get that. But he's 39, and we don't know how invested he is. Yeah. And you're willing to give All up right, who so you're knows on what that for side. that? Yeah, I don't I don't I didn't see it like that just because I don't I shouldn't say I don't value Lamar maybe the way that others do cuz I do value him and do love him but the money the guaranteed money to me is ridiculous. Then the two picks on top of it plus the injury concerns. There are too many concerns there. So I I'm not surprised that other teams 
aren't interested. And ultimately, I do think they're going to get something worked out long-term with the Ravens. I do, too, because, again, I don't think you let a quarterback like that leave. But you're telling me the Panthers, who have been throwing money at everything, they were willing to pay Sam Darnold before he got in there because we think we could fix him. Let's bring in Baker Mayfield. We could pay him, too. Mm -hmm. We could pay this guy. We could pay that guy. They're not willing to roll the dice on Lamar Jackson. Something smells wrong. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So by collusion, you mean the owners getting together saying, hey, don't give them a guaranteed deal. We're done with the guaranteed deals. Guys, we're, if we open this this box, which thanks a lot, Haslam's, it's almost like they're in the room and they're getting yelled at, right. where it's all the parents getting together. We can't keep doing this because if we do one more, that's it. Right. It's over. No one's ever going to settle for less. And now all of a sudden, we got Derek Carr to take his money. We got Daniel Jones to take his money. We're falling in line. Let's not screw this up. Yeah, all right. I guess I could see that angle. Good job convincing me there, Margaret. You have a sponsor that you want to get to here? we got to get to this update or what? Should we uh, blow it off? Uh, that's up to you. We do have to do the sponsor. This whole segment was brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Can I play you just one thing? We don't yes. even have to play the music. I don't know if you saw this story because this, I'm sorry, I've been in my little closet listening to this stuff. Let McKeon hit the sounder before you do this. Okay. WFAN, WFAN-FM, WFAN-FM HD1, New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app. I always forget the ID. Yeah, we have right. To play. All right, so I don't know if you saw this. The Clippers are opening up a new arena soon. Okay. Uh, we, we know owner Steve Ballmer is I saw something real quick, yeah. He's excitable, right? right. He's fun. Um, he was talking about all the new amenities, and he got to this one, and it seemed like he was very happy about it. Toilets! 1160 toilets and urinals! Three times the NBA average number of toilets and urinals! We do not want people waiting in line! We want them to get back to their damn seats! So Steve Ballmer is very happy about the amount of toilets that they're going to have in their All right, game. so the key, though, to me is do they have, you know, like one of the walls up there? Or is it just like a, a free-for-all where, you know... The you trough? Know, yeah, like that, For I mean, I would hope it's not that. I you, hope not. I you hope ever had to use those? No, I've never had to use oh, those. I've seen them, but I didn't have to go that bad. It's the horrifying. One, yeah, the ones I remember were at Wrigley, and then there was one, I believe, in Buffalo for the Bills. The Superdome, too, has it. I've never been there. Where the hell did I see one recently? I was All like, of really? them? The Trav? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's UBS. I thought it was Trav and Stage Fright there. Anything around anything around here, I feel like I was at an arena not too long ago, and I was like, what the hell is this, a trough? I, I saw it once. I don't remember where I was, but I remember as I walked in, I looked at it, and I was like, I don't have to go that bad. I'm good. I'll, yeah. I'll figure it out in a few Wrigley hours. Field was like a rude awakening. Bro. I was so excited seeing the Ivy. I loved it. Oh, my God, here, this place is great. Then I go to use the bathroom. I was like, oh, <laughs> we got a problem here. Just like hundred dudes in there, and everybody's just yeah. right next to each other in the trough. I'm like, this the is not. was in the middle of the room. I don't even like the... I was non-wall urinal. I was going to say, and not for nothing, when you got the, some guys are a little... Um, Divider, I guess it would be called, right? Yeah, some are a little too, I guess, lack of space where they're in line, and they're almost like up against you, and it's like, dude, dude, like, yeah. like you're almost pushing me into the wall. Can, yeah. can we back it up a little bit? I realize it's crowded. Can, can, you, can, can we get a little space here? I like the idea of a lot of uh, toilets. It does make sense, right? Why have a line? It's so annoying. You want to get back to the game, you know, after whether it's an inning, whether it's a, whatever it is, intermission uh, in between periods, or you want to get back to the game. But it's got to be a toilet. you got to have those, those dividers up. That's one thing that bothered me about City Field is that it doesn't have the dividers. It's just like... I don't know. I'm not this, new stadium, <laughs> this new stadium, by the way, um, they, one of the sections behind the basket has a 52-row section, and it's called the sound wall, and the section is supposed to be designed specifically to keep noise inside the building so the raucous Clippers fan base can uh, 
make a keep called where, home court advantage. Where is this going to be built? Right next to SoFi Stadium. Right next to SoFi. And do we know how far that is in 20, proximity to Staples? It, uh, it's about a 20-minute drive. It's in Inglewood, so it's right next to L.A. I've been to the Staples Center well, once. Well, it's not Staples anymore. I don't know what it is. The now. Crypt. Oh. What? The Crypt. Crypto.com Arena. That's what Staples Center is now? Yes. So, But it's the same arena. Yes. It's just named differently. Yeah, it's just the Crypt. When was the last time it was called Staples Center? I mean, in my mind, that's it's what like it four is. four or five years ago. <laughs> I was going to say, it's been a while. <laughs> so nah, it's Staples Center yeah, to me. Time. It'll always be. those. Whatever they are originally, that's like Pac Bell. That's where the Giants play. Also, this new arena will not have televisions in the suites. Because Why? he wants the he wants the people in the suites to sit in their chair in the suite and watch the game, as opposed to having a, a TV where you can watch any other. Yeah, you know how other... the TV is like in the suite, and people are often not actually in their seats. Well, in the suite. Yeah, I got to tell you, that one's gonna not gonna fly because if I'm paying for a suite, I'm gonna do whatever the hell I want. Yeah, if I'm paying thousands wanted... of dollars for a suite, I want I, yeah, I want it the way I want. I even it. like at the Garden how like if you have Rangers tickets or whatever front row, you have those, t- or I guess at the Knicks too. But I remember for the Rangers, like you have front row in the 200 sections, you got a TV right there in front of you, yeah. you can change it to. The Met game or the Yankee game or whatever, as the Rangers are on. Yeah, I wouldn't know. You high rolling. No, what, what do you mean? It's not. You've been in that section, McKeon. You know what I'm talking about, yeah, right? I mean, but we're high rollers. I mean, Marco over no, here. No, come on. What are you talking about? Yeah, you I, get I, the, no, I, I've seen the videos. I've never known. You get these never free tickets and, and all this stuff all the time. Free tickets. Free. I don't, I don't you, free. What do you mean? You I, can, I've gone to some games because I got a, a friend. Not like, yeah. oh, I got fr- I got a friend that gets some tickets. But no, we're, we're not in uh, apparently where there's uh, videos that I can I sit Although, there and watch TV. Yeah, right. Although I guess... If you're going to a Ranger game, you should be locked in on the Ranger game. You don't want to be watching other One things. One would think, but I've the bridge has those same TVs there, too. Oh, uh, okay. And I've actually, uh, I go to the Big East every year. And when you're up there on the bridge, I normally will turn the Ranger game on while I'm at the Garden watching the Ranger game on TV while the Big East is on below me. I think yeah, the it's, it's nice to have that option. This arena, by the way, $2 billion arena, privately funded by the Clipper owner. But yeah, I wouldn't know what the, like, what's a normal arena go for it. I mean, nowadays, who the hell knows? Like five hundred million dollars. Yeah. Is that right? I don't yeah. even know. It's a yeah. two billion dollar arena, and the SoFi Stadium next to it is a five billion dollar stadium. So you have seven billion dollars of real estate. That's not a bad sports trip. Go out there and check out SoFi, and then when's this? When is it opening? Twenty twenty four NBA season. So two years, not next yeah, year. The year two after. Seasons. All right. Are we done here? Just make sure. Toilets! Yeah. We got that. <laughs> no, we, sure got we got that, that. right. Sure got that. That's what he's excited about. Two billion? Is that what you said? Five billion? Two billion dollars. Two billion dollars. And the one thing he loves? Toilets! Yeah, there you go. Can't blame him. 877-337-6666. We'll take a quick break. Get back to your calls on the other side. Sal Licata on the fan. Get back to the calls. Sal Akata back on the fan. 877-337-6666. Before we get back to the calls, I do want to just check in on Twitter. And we get a little tweet from Jerry Recco, our good pal, who must be driving in right now. Sends me a picture of the University of Minnesota arena. He was just there for Rutgers, of course. They're crushing defeat uh, at the hands of the Golden Gophers. And what does Jerry send me? A picture of the restroom, and it is a trough. Um, Not a a very pleasant-looking one either. Looks like one that, uh, you know, I'd be waiting for the stall if they if they had a stall. Why is this a thing? Like, who's comfortable with this? I mean, I think it was just easy, probably cheap many years ago. Uh, is it right? that much cheaper? I mean, it's Well, just... yeah, you put it in a trough against the wall, you could, uh, you know, feed 100 people, I guess, if they have to go to the bathroom with it. You know what I mean? Feed That's is not the word. Talking, I think I'm talking <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Here you go. Have at it, like boys. cows with hay. Yeah, right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Again, I just I don't. It makes me not want to go anymore. Every it's time I'm horrible. in a stadium and I see it, 
the, I told you, the one in the Superdome, it wasn't even against the wall. It was in the middle of the room. It was a bunch of dudes standing in a yeah. circle. Yeah, I what, just... What, what is fun? You're all staring at each other? Like, oh, it's not uh, supposed to be fun, but it's just like, you know, I don't know. For, for me, I have issues with that. I, I have a hard time going to... Performance like, anxiety, right? You know, plus there's like, you know, not to be, oh, look at me, but I am somewhat of a, a public figure, and... Especially at Met games. Like, I do get recognized occasionally at Met games. That's got to be your worst nightmare. Well, it's not my worst nightmare, but, like, I don't want, like, dudes. Oh, someone will do it. Yeah, right. Hey, yo, Lakata, what's up? How's it hanging? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just feel I'm always, like, angled and, and as much hovered over as I possibly can, trying to block all angles. I just, I don't know. I don't need to be out there. This is a me thing, not an us thing, or not a you thing. It's a me thing. Not to brag about. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Not that there's anything to be ashamed, ashamed about, but it's just like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, I got you. Gotta, you got to build that barrier. Stars like you, that's why the stars like you stay in the suites. No, now, fair enough. To, to be fair, I was like this always. But now, especially. Well, now I don't even want to go to the bathroom and use uh, the, the, um, the stall. I don't want to use the stall. I don't even like going to the bathroom anymore. Who knows what's going on? Hey, look, you didn't wash your hands coming out of there. Well, I mean, that's just weird in no, general. No, of course I wash my hands. I'm just kidding. There are people. It's a popular portion of the population that doesn't do that. Yeah, I know. No, I've seen it firsthand, unfortunately. Stuart is calling from Brooklyn. Good morning, Stuart. Morning. Have you ever uh, used the trough this? before? What? Have you ever used the trough before? What's that? Yeah, uh, never mind. Well, what is, what's uh, on your mind, sir? Please, Dal. Well, what's this talk about the bathroom at 3.30 in the morning? Come on, stop with the bathroom. What? What do you mean? I'm just saying. Stop. Marco's playing a cut. The guy's all excited about toilets. Oh. Steve Ballmer. Please. Look, let's say this much. Sports has become out of control with the money. With the money not going to the players properly, of course. And the owners are so greedy, it's ridiculous. And the players didn't negotiate their contracts properly. Of course, they're going to get screwed, and then they get realized, oh, we got screwed. Well, why don't you think about it when you were negotiating the contract? Well, what are you referring to specifically? The NFL. Okay, and what? The guaranteed money. Come on, now, the, the Sean Watson, uh, please, you know, go home and take the rest of your life off and just say, I had a nice time. Oh, you talk, are you talking? See, he's a thug. Oh, what, who? Wait, 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 wait. Who? Why? What? What? What he, did, what he did with the women? Well, I don't know if "thug" the is the word Ray that Rice. you should use there. I wouldn't use that word, but he's—I he, wouldn't use that word. But he's got some. He, I mean, Deshaun Watson had some issues. Yeah, they all have issues. Well, I don't all know about that. Most of them do. Nah, I mean, not to that Aaron level. Rogers got one. He's got one. Oh, I'm—I'm I'm a diva, so yeah, I. Yeah, but do it's different. I it's want. different than Deshaun Watson. Like, did his behavior was despicable? And, yeah, it was. Yeah, I I'm, mean, I'm, 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 and uh, you know what? You want to know what these guys get? So it's so ridiculous with these guys. And, and uh, I'll give you another one that that really makes me wonder why why do why do these people these people think they can get away with anything? It's Rant. Well, I mean that's. I mean but, that, oh, that was ridiculous. Also, uh, flashing a gun on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, no, it's stupid. I, I mean, don't even you, talk you about know, that. You stuff. know, it kills everybody today. Social media. We didn't hear about these, all this stuff years ago, and who needs to hear about these guys? Well, it's it, been guns. Yeah, it's 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 just a stupid. What John Morant did was just idiotic. It's childish, and it's immature, and I love John Morant, these, but that's a bad one. I can't get behind bad. it. Yeah, he's supposed to be the, the, one of the faces of the NBA coming up. 
Correct. Well, he is. He is one of the face of the NBA. How can you think? You know, the problem is he's probably you know hammered at that point. Who knows? You know, drinking, Uh, whatever's going on. Well, he's out to a club in in a club at five in the morning, and he goes on Instagram Live. They think it's funny, and he flashes a gun. And what do you think is going to happen? Like you can't do that. Uh, uh, Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? He's lucky they, they, these sponsors like Nike and whatnot didn't take what they take Oh, give him some time. Dumped. I mean, he might be feeling an issue. Yeah, I mean. He's going to be dumped. Yeah, it's just, it's bad. Anyway, I don't know how you got to John Moran from the NFL stuff. You don't want to talk about. Uh, uh, oh, please, Daniel Jones. It's a, from what I hear about the contract, it is friendly for both, both parties, basically. Mm-hmm. And I like the idea that he's going to stay, but he's got to take it to another level. I like him. He's a, he, run, he runs with the ball real well, and he has a pretty good arm, but he needs, like, more receivers. And now they can get Saquon back, which is, which is also very good because he was a key part of the offense, if not the, one of the major key parts. Right. The question is going to be, can Daniel Jones, and thank you for the call, Stuart, this morning, almost a, almost a straight call with Stuart for a change. Change it up a little bit. Can't always go with the heater. Got to throw the change up. The Giants need him to... Take another step. You almost have to treat this like it was year one. Oh, because it was under Brian Dable. But year one of Daniel Jones and then see what's in store for year two and year three. They're banking on Daniel Jones improving. And it's not just about the contract or living up to the contract. At this point, that doesn't mean anything. They have him signed. He is their quarterback. What means something now is his play on the field has to get to another level for the Giants themselves to get to another level. That's the point. Robbie is calling from Lennox. What's up, Robbie? Hey, Sal. How you doing? You guys are cracking me up. Do you remember years ago, I remember Tony Page and I were talking. There was a guy who actually like was a vendor down in Houston who like, brought his drinks into the bathroom and stuff and ended up getting fired. I mean, it's just ridiculous stuff that goes on. What do you mean? But he was anyway, a vendor and he had to go to the bathroom, so he just yeah, he like, brought them with he him? Brought all his drink, yeah, he brought all his drinks and ended up getting fired. It was hilarious. And Tony and I were just cracking up about this whole story. Yeah, you know, I never thought time. about that. That's a dilemma. What's he supposed to yeah. do? I know what he's supposed to do exactly. It was really funny. Though. You can't leave him out front. Somebody's going to swipe him. Yeah, the guy ended up getting fired, but you guys were cracking me up about the bathroom thing. But, yeah, I hate those things, too. So, But, uh, anyway, yeah, you, you, lost your, uh, you lost your screen. We lost our stream at our show yesterday. It was ridiculous. I mean, we were, like, have some national calls, and all of a sudden, Sean and I are sitting there on the air going, what the hell's going on here? We don't have anybody. And I'm sure, you know, or Robbie, I'm sure not, nobody knows what the hell you're talking about. No offense. Exactly. Anyway, no, we didn't get, we didn't get our stream with right. our stream on our show. But, anyway... So listen, uh, you know about this Daniel Jones situation. Um, you know, I, I kind of agree with you. Uh, you know, we, we've we've seen what, what can we see from Daniel Jones? Is the same guy that uh, that beat up Minnesota, or is the same guy that the following week looked terrible against Philadelphia? Where's the happy medium? So, but when you look at the NFC, right? I mean, there's not a whole lot of great teams or great quarterbacks. So, I mean. What were they going to do? I mean, they could have franchised Jones and let Barkley go. So, but now they got both. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm, you know, I mean, look, Dable's done a good job, and Kafka's improved, and you know, with with the Daniel and his decision making and so forth. So we'll see in year two if we put some guys around him and so forth. But I agree with you. A lot of times, great quarterbacks make great receivers. And, you know, there's there's times where you know Brady's made some guys look good, you know, and so forth. And over the years, and different quarterbacks, right? But, uh, great yeah, quarterbacks you know, can win without big name receivers. They right. look at look at Phil Simms. Players better. 
Yeah, Phil McConkey, Bobby Johnson, Lionel Manuel. That's what Phil Sims had in 1986, so you're right about that thing. I just wanted to ask you, you know, it really bothers me when the Knicks lost this game tonight. I know they've been on a roll and they've been playing well and stuff like that. But, I mean, to me, it's like you should have beaten these guys. But when I look at stats tonight, I look what the Knicks shot. The Knicks scored 47 points in the second quarter and 16 in the fourth. And the thing is that when you take 40 shots from 24 feet, it's just really stupid, okay? They could have gone inside a lot more. When you look at points in the paint, I think 52. The three-pointers are getting out of control. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, it's tough to watch. I mean, it's going no, it's on. Been like that. It's I been, know, I know. It's tough. It's tough to watch sometimes. Uh, but, you know, I mean, you know, look, and, I, and with the Knicks, and with yeah. the Knicks, Robbie, and thank you for the call. With the Knicks, they are, and what are you going to do? What do you think? They're going to win 15 in a row? All right, so they won nine in a row. They lose a the game at home. Just the, the, you know, swap it for the Celtics game. They could have easily lost the game to Boston on Sunday and then won last night, and everybody would be okay with it. But they had that incredible win against the Celtics, and then you think, oh, now they're going to win at home against Charlotte. Well, it doesn't work like that. They're still without Jalen Brunson, without their best player, coming off of that double overtime effort on Sunday. And I know people said, oh, I caught up with them as the Knicks got, you know, tired late. I'm not buying that. It's Tuesday night. Give me a break. So if it were Monday, the second of a back-to-back, sure. It is now Tuesday, or now technically it's Wednesday, but you know what I mean. When the Knicks played last night, it was Tuesday night at the Garden. So they had a whole day of rest on Monday. Now, I'm not going to use that as an excuse just because people say, oh, they look tired and they didn't score a lot in the fourth quarter. Bull crap. Figure out a way to win that game. They didn't do enough. I look at it more as they didn't have Brunson. Um, quickly, Barrett, Randall didn't do enough down the stretch and it has nothing to do with fatigue. They got beat. It happens. Move on. Go win at least two now on the road on this on this West Coast trip here starting in Sacramento. Steve is calling from Long Island. What's up, Steve? Hey, Sal. Great to uh, talk to you. I want to weigh in on the uh, quarterback situation in New York, particularly with the Jets. I, um, I'm not uh, crazy about uh, going after uh, Rodgers as much as I think Rodgers is an elite all-time QB and who seems to still have at least 90% of the talent remaining at the end of the day you need to develop a quarterback this is a rental and the question really comes down in my opinion to whether you really think the Jets are on the verge of a championship and if Rodgers brings you that championship I don't happen to think so I think that defense is good but somewhat overrated I don't think it's an elite defense I think uh, they showed that at the end of the season where they couldn't hold teams uh, that they should have been able to hold on certain drives and offensively I think there are a lot of problems there they have yeah they had a great rookie receiver in Wilson the jury's out and whether Bryce uh, can come back uh, from that the devastating injury the tight end situation is uh, iffy at best look you Steve also- I understand what you're saying about developing a quarterback because you're right that is what the Jets still have to do however right now short term Aaron Rodgers is the best option by far You're not just going to develop a quarterback in one year. I mean, they're trying to still do that with Zach Wilson. They can conceivably get Aaron Rodgers, have him mentor Zach Wilson and learn from Aaron Rodgers, Zach Wilson can. And then when Rodgers is done in two years, maybe hand it over to Zach Wilson. Who knows? And if not, it gives him another opportunity to draft and develop a quarterback in the future. But for right now, if you have an opportunity to get a Hall of Fame quarterback 
and potentially take your team to win a division or get to a championship game or get to a Super Bowl, you do it. You do it every time. I, I again, I, I hear what you're saying. Do I you? I, of course, I hear what you're saying. Well, what's the I, what's the alternative? If not Aaron Rodgers, what would you do this year? This year, uh, if it's not Aaron Rodgers, I go out and I try to draft whatever is the best quarterback. I, I don't think Wilson is the future. I, they blew it again with another high draft pick on a quarterback. Mm-hmm. They have to continue to do that. Right. So you so you draft a rookie quarterback and play him. I, I don't necessarily play him yet because uh, he has to. Uh, I, I'm not a big believer in throwing out quarterbacks uh, in the first year onto, onto the field to patch Mahomes. Okay, so who would be your quarterback then this year? So either I go with uh, with uh, Mike White. Oh, God. I'm not a, I'm, and I'm not a Mike White fan. No, I'm not suggesting he's the savior. I don't think Mike White okay. is. He, they, they, they have a problem, obviously. They have well, a, that's they, why you go get Aaron Rodgers, Steve. Thank you. Obviously, they have a problem. There's no harm in getting Aaron Rodgers. He's the best quarterback available, still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. What is the negative to it? There is none. You don't want Aaron Rodgers, but you want Mike White? This doesn't prevent the Jets. See, if they got Derek Carr, your argument would have would hold a little more water. If they got card now, now they're out of the developing, drafting and developing co- a quarterback business for a little while at least. But they didn't. So you get Rodgers, and now you're maximizing your ability to win in the short term in two years while you still could have an eye on the future trying to draft and develop a quarterback or just try to develop the one that you did draft in Zach Wilson. There is no negative to Aaron Rodgers, though. It doesn't. I mean, I know there's. It may be small, but there's a section of Jeff fans out there that don't want Rodgers, which just doesn't make any sense to me. Bob is calling from Bayside. What's up, Bob? Uh, South uh, Daniel Jones proved four things to me this year. Number one, he totally cut down on on all the turnovers that he had had. Number two. He showed that he's healthy. He's 25 years old, moving into his prime. Number three, he showed that with a, a legitimate head coach and a legitimate OC, uh, not named James Garrett, who had no imagination at all, that he could fit into that scheme. And number four, he proved to me that in crunch time, in the fourth quarters, in close games, he was a winner. Check the stats out all mm-hmm. year. Okay. Those four things he proved to me. And he's 25, entering his prime, and he's... And one other thing, I know you say quite often you're not a stat man. There's a stat that takes into five or six different quarterback categories. You know, completion, expansion, uh, percentage, mobility. It's called QBR. Daniel Jones is number seven out of 32 quarterbacks this year in QBR. Okay. I'm just telling you, he's moving into his prime and he had a good year. Yeah, he had three different coaches and OCs in the first three right, years. He's, he's got to get to another level, though. I mean, do you think Daniel Jones is maxed out? Do you think this is what he is? And if he is, you're fine with that? Give him a Tyree kill. Be it oh, level. here we go again with that. Give him he a Tyree no kill. Separation oh, God. Where Give him a Tyree kill. Receiver? Yeah, I know. I, I hope they do get Tyreek Hill. I know it's not going to happen. I hope they do get somebody like that. I hope they get the best receivers ever. And then let's see if Daniel Jones gets any better. I don't One think he last will. Thing, Sal. Yeah. We're at a new level in quarterbacks, and that's called mobility. 
the best quarterbacks have mobility. Jalen Hurts. There's a difference Patrick between Mahomes, mobility. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, but there's, Patrick Mahomes Josh is a thrower. Jackson. Patrick well, Mahomes oh, throws Patrick him. doesn't have mobility? No, 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 no. There's a difference between mobility and a quarterback who's a running quarterback. Patrick Mahomes is a mobile quarterback. He's not a running quarterback. Daniel Jones is a running quarterback. No, he's not. Yes, he is. He's only a running quarterback when 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 nobody's open and he decides. Bull to run. crap! They run him all the time. They not, run him into the ground. Did you watch the you Minnesota think. game? The yeah. playoff game against Minnesota. Daniel Jones ran. Huh? He all he did was run the football in the first half, effectively. But all well, he did Mark was run. Lamar Jackson is a running quarterback. Daniel Correct. Jones. Can run. They don't. They don't have tons of running plays for him. No, they are you few, insane? They have a few. They don't have a lot, Sal. Bob, are you insane? Now you're a stat guy. Go look up the numbers and tell me how many quarterbacks run more often than Daniel Jones, whether it's designed or not. I mean, come on. Well, design is important. Daniel Jones is very good at when it, when it breaks down, he can run. That's what you want. That, to me, is the most important thing, Bob. And thank you for the call. I know you love Daniel Jones, and that's fine. It's a good day for you. Having the Giants extend or, or you know, give the contract to Daniel Jones. You know you have him four years or two years if things go wrong and they could get out of it. But And I'm not saying Jones is not a good player. I'm saying he's got to get to another level. But do not say that Jones is a thrower first. He's not. Or at least they didn't let him be. He threw 15 touchdowns. In today's NFL, that's embarrassing. That's putrid, as a matter of fact. 15 touchdowns in today's NFL, and the guy's getting $40 million a year? That's embarrassing. He is a runner. To me, the I've always said this, I'll continue to say it, the most dangerous plays for a quarterback are broken down pass plays that a quarterback can take off. You saw Patrick Mahomes do it, destroying Cincinnati, destroying the Eagles with that. The, the mobility is huge. But Daniel Jones is not just mobile. He is a running quarterback. Design runs. RPO. Taking hits by running the football. They did that so often in the Viking game in the first half and dominated with doing so. The Giants had to dial it back completely in the second half. You're going to get him killed. You keep running them that much. It was kind of the the cheat way to do it. He's got to be able to throw the football at another level. He's had some success doing it. He's got to be able to throw the football at another level. But make no mistake, Daniel Jones is more of a running quarterback than he is throwing it. And that's not the case with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is mobile and can run. But he can throw that thing too. And I know the excuse is, oh, what about the weapons? What about the weapons? Well, we'll find out. Giants are going to get some weapons around him now. And we'll find out if he can get his game to another level like some of the other quarterbacks have done. 877-337-6666. More of your calls on the other side. Sal Licata on the fan. Sal Licata back on the fan. 877-337-6666. Go to 5 a.m. The warm-up show with Al and Jerry taking your calls. Until then, we've been talking a lot of Daniel Jones, a lot of Aaron Rodgers. Very little Knicks. I mean, big deal. They lose a game. What are you going to do? Big four-game road trip coming up starting uh, in Sacramento. So we'll pay attention to that. But it does happen. Can't win them all, as they say. Need to get Brunson back and then go from there. But 
The talk today is all about Daniel Jones and will continue to be on Aaron Rodgers' watch as well as the Jets met with Rodgers in California. So things over the last 24 hours have expedited in the, is that the right word? Um, uh, Have been expedited in the Jets' pursuit of Aaron Rodgers where they had permission to talk to him. And seems at least we're heading in that direction where he felt this, you know, yesterday we talked about it at the open of the show, it felt inevitable once Carr signed with the Ains that the Jets were getting Aaron Rodgers. And everybody panicked, oh, now what if we don't get him? What are you worried about what if you don't get him? Just go get him. Don't worry about plan B when your plan A is put in place to succeed. And for now, it seems like that's going to be the case. Mike is calling from Long Island. What's up, Mike? Hey, Sal. How you doing today? Great, Mike. How are you? All right. I listen. I, first of all, I just want to tell you I love your enthusiasm on, on the overnight. I think you sound great. And uh, – Thank you. You make it very exciting. But the thing, I have to take issue with the receiver issue and stuff. I, you're going to tell me you don't think receivers make a difference for a quarterback? I don't think it makes a quarterback better. Does that make All sense? Right. Like you're, The numbers may be better, but I don't believe that you could take any receiver and make a quarterback better. I believe that quarterback is going to be what he is. Now, that doesn't mean that the team wouldn't be better, the offense wouldn't be better, the numbers wouldn't be better, but the quarterback himself is who he is. So, Okay, so in, uh, in other words, you don't think, for, in, for example, if Daniel Jones had Joe Burrow's receivers, you don't think Je- Daniel Jones would have had better stats? Correct. I don't think that Joe Burrow is a product of his receivers. I don't think that if you take Daniel Jones and put him on the Bengals. I think it works hand in hand. Well, there's a different argument. If you take Daniel Jones and put him on the Bengals, do you think he's as good as Joe Burrow has been with the Bengals? I'm not not saying that. I'm a big Joe Burrow fan, so uh, I'm biased that way. Well, but 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 he's he's a great quarterback. How about this way? If you take Tyreek Hill away from Patrick Mahomes, how good is Patrick Mahomes? Granted, but you don't forget. If you take Devontae Adams away from Aaron Rodgers, does that impact Aaron Rodgers? Is he not as good a quarterback now because he doesn't have Devontae Adams? Well, do you think Aaron Rodgers had a good year last year? I do think he had an okay year, yeah. I mean, his standards are so uh, ridiculous. Okay but, year. Well, no. Okay year. Was it an Aaron Rodgers year? I don't think it had anything to do with Devontae Adams not being there. You think Devontae are Adams you, makes really? it? Really? Yeah. No, really. You're not listening to what I'm okay. saying. Do you think okay. Aaron Rodgers is a, a worse quarterback because Devontae Adams isn't there? Or is, or is Aaron Rodgers the same quarterback? I, obviously, I don't think he's as effective. No, I'm, no, I don't. You look. It could be semantics here. Aaron Rodgers okay. is a great quarterback. Like you, you could say, oh, right. Aaron Rodgers going to go to the Jets. Oh, but he doesn't have Devontae Adams. Oh, he doesn't have Devontae Adams. I don't know. I mean, Aaron Rodgers well, well, is so good, it doesn't matter. What? He makes quarter. He makes receivers better. Aaron Rodgers I'm, has made receivers famous. I'm not saying that he doesn't do. How Devontae he, Adams do without without Aaron Rodgers? Was Derek have a bad year? Did Derek Carr become a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers because he had Devontae Adams? I think Derek Carr uh, might have done better, not better than Aaron Rodgers, okay. done better for himself because he had uh, Devontae Adams. Derek Carr, McKeon, how did Derek Carr do this year with the with the Raiders? In your opinion, if you had to think, and you know he had the weapon Devontae Adams, everybody's going. Derek nuts. Carr statistically had the worst year of his career last year. Thank you. 
and that's statistically, which, by the way, you would think adding Devontae Adams would statistically, at the very least, make Derek Carr better. Point is, Derek Carr did not become Aaron Rodgers because of Devontae Adams, like people think. It doesn't work like that. The quarterback um, is what the quarterback is. Well, let me ask you this one last thing, and then you, sure. can, you can shut me up or sure. whatever you want. No, we're having All a fun right. conversation. All good. No, no. Do you think a guy like – and I happen to be a Joe Burrow fan, a big Joe Burrow fan. Right. Do you think Joe Burrow would have had the same type of season – uh, that he had this year with the Bengals if he had the Giants receivers? I think Joe Burrow is a great quarterback regardless, Mike, and thank you for the call. Joe Burrow is a great quarterback regardless. It is a chicken-and-the-egg type argument, but generally good quarterbacks make wide receivers better. And I would take Joe Burrow over Daniel Jones, all things equal. Let's just say, forget about the weapons that the Bengals have, because clearly they're better than what the Giants have, right? Let's put them on equal ground. Each quarterback has the same exact receivers. Who do you think is better? That's my point, is that there's you can see a difference in the quarterbacks without having it be a byproduct of who their receivers are. Aaron Rodgers is better than Derek Carr. Just because Rodgers lost his best receiver and went to Derek Carr's team does not mean Derek Carr is now as good as Aaron Rodgers. The quarterbacks individually are what they are. Daniel Jones, I don't look at Daniel Jones as less than because of the weapons or lack thereof. I look at him as less than those other guys because he's not as good. So it doesn't mean that, oh, yeah, but if he had this guy, if he had T. Higgins, if he had Jamar Chase, he'd be. No, he wouldn't. He still wouldn't be close to Joe Burrow's level. You get it? Val's calling from the Bronx. What's up, Val? Good morning, Sam, my man. What's going on, Doug? How are you, Val? Good morning. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm I'm. Listening and enjoying as always. Thank and you. I, I, I feel you on that, and I, I totally understand where you're coming from. I, I don't know that you could have explained that any other different way that would have made him understand that. I don't think he, he would, would have been willing to give you that. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I, I see I, how you tried to explain it different ways. But you it's know, a I get that we're thing. not going to – I get that everybody's not going to agree. That's fine. But this is just my – take on it, and I try to explain it the simplest way that I that I possibly can. I know it could be confusing, and like we said, the chicken and the egg thing, but uh, I don't know how much more clear I could explain what I was saying. Nah, you know, a, a, a phenom QB makes a, a wide receiver's job easier. So, you know, no matter how good the receiver is, you're putting the ball in spots where, you know, even the worst receiver doesn't have to do those crazy things to make it happen. It's right there. It's it, you just have to be a, a receiver that's competent in what you do to be able to excel with a, a bona fide QB. If you're somebody that's not that, then we're talking about everybody being on their best to get this to happen, and you know every play has to go. I, I follow exactly what you're saying. And you should be able to see these things, regardless of who he's throwing to. If he is that guy, he is that guy. You just evaluate but the quarterback separately. As a matter of fact, 
even and I they say the same thing with the offensive line. Like if your offensive line is no good, you could still see a quarterback's ability. Great quarterbacks make up for the poor offensive line, but at least you have an argument there because there are times where you can't properly evaluate a quarterback because the line is so bad. So things change with that. That that to me is more so than the receivers. That makes a bigger difference. Not for nothing, though. The same kid that he brought up actually proves that point too. Because the year that he did go to the to the Super Bowl, he he was not that Cincinnati was not known for having a good offensive line. That was a big question mark on his team. Even this year in Buffalo, the game in Buffalo, what was the talk? Oh, their offensive line's banged up. They're going to get destroyed, and they go out there and dominate the Bills. That actually proves the point, but. To, to, to get to where I called, I don't want to run at you for eight minutes and then when I try to get into my stuff, go ahead, go I ahead. got time to talk to you. But I got two points that I want to ask you about, Aaron, all right, as far as the Jets are concerned. Um, point one, and I know I, I heard, because I was listening to the whole show, at least most of the whole show, mm-hmm. so if you went black on somebody, I, I feel like I might have missed out on that, but I'm going to try to see if I can go back and check the app just to see if you went ballistic on no, anybody. No, I tonight. didn't go ballistic on anybody. One guy tried to goad me into it, and <laughs> I wasn't having it. Uh, I might even have to check that out, because sometimes the way that you parlay away from that is even fun. <laughs> but that's another story. Um, but with Aaron, I know how you feel about Lamar, because clearly I can see where you and I disagree a little bit on that, because I do... Uh, Lamar out of my my mind, not because of who Lamar is as a talent, but because of what it would have cost me to get him and the fact that I thought it was a impossible dream anyway. So I just, like, I didn't even think about that. But do you think that the fact that Baltimore put him on that non-exclusive franchise tag, that that speeds up uh, the, the, the whole scenario, whether it's on Aaron, like, does it put any kind of pressure on Aaron at all because the Jets now have, no. like, a... Another alternative? No, I don't think so at all. I think it's clear the Jets want Aaron Rodgers, and frankly, I think it's clear that Rodgers wants the Jets at this point. I would be stunned if it didn't happen. I felt that way weeks ago, so I certainly feel that way now. I don't think Lamar Jackson has any impact whatsoever on Aaron Rodgers. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to push that aside now. So now the second question, and this is the real one. Mm Mm-hmm. A couple of callers ago, he was saying stuff about us not necessarily being ready, and, you know, even if you get Aaron, what does that mean? Yeah. One thing I'd like to know, and I haven't heard anybody say this, and I'd love to know how you feel about it. Do you think, and I'm not, don't don't go and throw Gronk at me with this, but similar to how when Brady actually went to Tampa Bay, a lot of guys that they needed to kind of fill holes in, and, you know, people that, you know, not necessarily they, that they took uh, pay cuts or anything like that, but they didn't fight for every nickel and dime as they might have done with other teams because they saw Brady go to Tampa Bay and they thought this is a chance for me to actually legitimately chase something. Do you think if we do get Aaron that there's any kind of uh, any of that effect at all where, like, you know, there might be a couple of veterans or two where, like, you know, Similar to how you were saying, like maybe our offensive line isn't exactly. But, but who who you, who you have guys specifically in mind? I don't necessarily have anybody in mind because you kind of got to wait to see what happens. Right, but, I mean, but like, yes, I do. That we... I do think that that's the case, Val. And thank you for the call. That yes, once the Jets land Aaron Rodgers officially, it's going to be electric around here with the Jets, with Aaron Rodgers. There's going to be excitement. You've already seen some of the players start to tweet, speculate, and you know, try to lure Aaron Rodgers here, whether it's Sauce Gardner uh, having some fun on Twitter or others. 
trying to get you know uh, you know get Rogers here. And I do think that there are going to be players that are going to be excited about it. And look at the Jets as a spot where they have a shot. They're not going to be favorites. I mean, obviously Kansas City is head and shoulders above everybody else. Cincinnati is extremely dangerous. They're right there on the heels of Kansas City. The Bills, if things break right, you know, with Allen, they're always going to be, as long as Allen is there, they're going to be a top contender. You want to throw in the likes of the Jaguars or the Chargers, you could do so as well. But the Jets are in that conversation now. When you go into the year and you look at the handful of teams, five, six teams that can win the Super Bowl, I truly believe the Jets with Aaron Rodgers, not that I would pick them to do so because it's hard to do that, especially in the AFC, but they are a team that is in that conversation and can be picked as a team that has the potential to win a Super Bowl. 877-337, that's how good Rodgers is. And, And if he's here and they have that chance, then other players, whoever it may be, might be enticed to come to New York and want to team up with Rogers. 877-337-6666. We'll continue with your calls on the other side. Going on 5 a.m. the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. Right now, let's get you updated. Here's Marco Bo- Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.